Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Clicking Balls 2017 season primer for the Adelaide Crows. My name is Heath and with me is Josh. Hello. And Brenton. G'day. So let's have a look at the Crows. We'll have a look at 2016 first. Uh, they had 16 wins and finished fifth, but it could have very easily been a top four spot. It was very tight up there. So there was, I think 17th got your top three and 16th, uh, sorry, 16 wins was uh, four, five and six or, or thereabouts. Yeah, fell short in round 23 against West Coast. Yeah, that, uh, that was a clutch line. game for them. But that was it. It was the week... After or two weeks after Nick Nat had gone down, and I think they took it. I don't know. They were a little bit ahead of themselves, or West Coast just had all the momentum um, and just went. We're not going to lose this. Way we go, um, and it cost them a, a top four berth potentially. Well, West Coast were on a bit of a roll then too, and they were looking like they were unstoppable until finals came around. And yeah, well, they beat GWS, Hawthorne, yeah, and Adelaide yeah. in the last month. Yeah, yeah. Crows were too. I mean, they got twelve of the last thirteen, I think. Um, no, after they were four and four after eight rounds and got twelve of the next thirteen, and they had uh, one of each. Yeah, yeah. well, that, that was the story of their year though for the Crows because at times they look like world beaters. Oh shit, yes. Um, and then other times they drop the games they shouldn't have dropped, like that one against uh, the West Coast when everything was on the line for them, but potentially on the line. Yeah, um, but I, I still thought they did play. I mean, I don't think it was consistently bad in clutch situations. I thought they had games where. When it was on the line, they, they played above their what they were capable of, to be honest. Well, I mean, 16 wins is a fantastic season. Yeah. That, that's top four, I think, in the last 10 years. It's probably top four, nine out of 10 years. And they had plenty of just fuck-off moments when you get Eddie Betts pulling out those kicks. It just... It's become consistent now, though. It, it's not a freak action well, anymore. It's not a freak. It's just a fuck-off where you're just like, oh, fuck off. And uh, Defenders so can do the right things, and he still pulls out those bullshit goals. And, and they do. He's actually well defended, and he still beats it. And yeah. what is he, 30, 31? Yeah. Like that. It's phenomenal how good that. that trade has been. And we said mm. nearly the exact same thing this time last year. How good has that trade been? Never expected it. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially like missing out with Dangerfield as well. Uh, it's obviously a big holder field, but it seems like they just adjusted the game plan to make it more of a, a team effort and had lots yeah. of young kids that were coming in and stepping up, which I think has been a consistent thing with the Crows is that they've always got those uh, young kids on the go ready to replenish their stocks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. if, if ones don't work out, they've always got someone there who will come in and step up. The only problem is some have been poached in the last few years and well, people have gone onto it. So. Well, that's it. They've had a lot of poaching and players that have left Adelaide and gone on to good things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they've still managed to find somebody else to fill the gap. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Carlton picked up... Um, was it right they picked up? I it think was, so. And uh, it starts with K. Yeah, I've, K. Just, I've gone yeah, blank. Me too. I was just reading up about it. Um, so they've come good there, but a lot of times uh, they're also rating from other clubs has been pretty well as well. Well, they tried to get Gibbs this year. Uh, oh, sorry, 2016. 
uh, went really hard in the train per- trading period, and uh, Gibbs came out and said he wanted to go to Adelaide, but uh, for whatever reason, couldn't get it done. Well, oh, there was um, Carlton were playing very hardball, and so they should. Uh, so they should. He's a former number one draft pick, best and fairest mm. winner, all that. There are a lot of rumours though that Gibbs never really wanted to leave. Um, Carlton anyway it was just to appease family that he went through the motions and went through the paperwork Um, and really you know rumours are rumours maybe I don't know tell your parents to back the fuck off don't think it was the parents mate and does anyone really believe that there's someone there that doesn't want to actually leave Carlton (laughs) there were many people that wanted to stay for a long time so it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was like yeah well this is my cue I can step out the door you know what happens when you leave Carlton you you become an absolute legend you win yeah exactly (laughs) you say appease family or appease the family family oh. and oh yeah not the family if you want to appease <laughs> the family you stay at Carlton <laughs> they make you an offer you, you can't refuse so Adelaide had the family too but they were a very different group um, so I think yeah at times Adelaide uh, they looked good enough to be in the top four they, they missed out on percentage but certainly a, a good enough team um, at times and uh, at, at the end of the day when they came up against Sydney in the finals yeah. I actually picked Adelaide to cause an upset over there um, yeah. but Sydney were on um, and at their best, Sydney were better, and that was at their best. See, that's just it. So Adelaide have winners on every line, but Sydney have players that just on their day that five percent better. Yeah, uh, their starting midfield is. I think that's actually where Adelaide's weakness is: is their starting midfield. Rory Sloan's good, yeah. but he's not Dangerfield good. Exactly. And he's yeah. not Josh Kennedy, Luke mm. Parker, or Dan Hanbury good. Yeah. True. And they've had like players like uh, Jacob step up as well and play mm. big games, yeah. big goals. Uh, they've always got someone that's willing to, I mean, run through the lines and push forward. I was impressed by, um, anyway, they played two games, but uh, Ellis Yolman, uh, yeah. Cam Ellis Yolman, when he yeah. got the ball, it looked like he it was very good at dodging tackles or evading, plus kicking goals. He had a very good SNFL career, so I'll be interested to see if he gets a better run this year, which yeah. I think he deserves. Yeah. Um, on the while we're talking about Sydney with Adelaide though, the Josh Jenkins versus Kurt Tippett, right now you'd take Josh Jenkins easily, wouldn't you? Well, yeah, I, I don't know if Kurt Tippett's going to get as uh, he probably wouldn't be getting as many ga- a twenty-three se- a game season if he wasn't getting paid so much. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's definitely worked out in Adelaide's favour accidentally. I, I don't I, think they would have yep. would have thought that because uh, forget had... about the loss of draft picks and that yeah, kind of stuff. But... Yeah, but I mean, he's, people were sort of having a go at it because all these goals hit in the goal square. But if you can be that bloody big and be free yeah. in the goal square, then what's the opposition doing, yeah. really? You you need to see the, the full vision because yeah. he honest, covers so much turf. Yeah, and it comes in, in transition. So, I mean, if he can outrun his opponents, then, I mean, that's the way you're going to play to. That's the strength yep. that you're going to get out of him. Yeah, absolutely. I do not begrudge him from kicking, you know, 50% of his goals from the goal square because he works damn hard to get those ones. Yeah, and, I mean, even he's done it plenty of times against Richmond too, but <laughs> you end up just screaming at your own players. Well, know I mean? who hasn't, yeah. you know? <laughs> Um, so let's have a look at their list changes over the off-season. Um, they've got a few outs here. Uh, we've got Jenks, um, who's uh, p- moved on. Um, I nearly said passed on then. Yeah. <laughs> Van Berlo uh, retired as well. Van Berlo retired. Um, uh, another great servant of the club, but uh, the last couple of years has been um, you know, injuries. He's been getting carried. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luke Loudon, who I don't think he played a game for the Crows. Uh, Ricky Henderson, who was uh, delisted. And Jared Lyons, who's one that they will miss because um, he was in their starting midfield, I think. Um, certainly in their top three or four midfielders. Yeah, but I mean, they're all still the the middle-tier players where mm. Adelaide have uh, got plenty of those as well. Well, so. I mean, they lost Dangerfield last yeah. year, so it's not yeah. going to compare to that, is it? Exactly. I mean, Ramsey and Grigg left, uh, left too, but you know, I don't think anyone ever saw them play. No, exactly so. I, I yeah. didn't, didn't worry about too many of the rookies getting uh, exited out. But 
that's not maybe except for Jared Lyons, he's the only one that could argue best twenty two. The that thing is that they didn't get any new arrivals either. That's the other one. Yeah, no real big ins. Um, nothing on the trade table. Um, yep. Just some picks and stuff. But uh, they did get one in the rookie draft in Ben Jarman. Yep. You see, that yeah. was the weird thing. He um, obviously could qualify for Hawthorne or Adelaide. And neither of them really chased him. But uh, from what I saw of him in TAC, which admittedly wasn't much, it seemed like his decision making was fantastic. Well, I mean, he's got the pedigree. Well, yeah, you can play it on that. We spoke about it with the in the Richmond podcast when Daniel Rioli was coming through, and there's Willie Rioli who was in the draft this year. Um, it's that surname sort of bumps him up a couple of spots. Yeah. I thought Jarman was going to go in the fifties um, in the draft, and he didn't. He went all the way through, and then they signed him for nothing in the the rookie draft. So th- there must be something there because Hawthorne said they weren't interested, and then Adelaide either. Um, weren't as interested as they pretended to be earlier, or they thought, "Ah, oh, look, no one's going to get him. We'll we'll take him. Why why waste a top fifty pick? Yeah, when mm. we can get him for nothing? Is it possible they had like a gentleman's agreement behind the scenes? Just no, uh, not with Hawthorne. And Hawthorne would have broken Hawthorne, it. Hawthorne and Hawks, no, couldn't couldn't <laughs> break it on through. Shit, no. It's it's Hawthorne. It's not Essendon. I don't know what you're getting mixed up in. I oh, know every trade we've had with you guys, we end up with someone breaking down. Well, you're the dickheads that get on your knees first. <laughs> well, you always seem to have um, some sort of you know, I'll owe you one in the future kind of thing, yeah. especially with these trade periods where you're getting future picks and uh, whatnot. So I thought they could have had, you know, a little conversation between men, between old colleagues or something. Well, to be fair, I think a lot of their time was spent on the Gibbs deal as well. Yeah. Even though it didn't get over the line. Um, and trade week goes on for two weeks, doesn't it, or some bullshit. Um, but they did spend a lot of time on that. So if it wasn't uh, didn't come to fruition or wasn't legit in the beginning, then it sort of hampers them for the rest of it. But the thing is, I don't know what uh, what it is about him that they didn't find attractive. Because in terms of... Um, he, he beat uh, the record in uh, the decision-making portion of the uh, combine. Uh, his fitness and his... Um, Stay away from cocaine. Uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't touch the ladies. You, you know, I don't know. Maybe he did. But um, he's a ready-made footballer. Like The athleticism... Seems to be. The athleticism isn't uh, on par with some of the other blokes, but... Shit, you look at some of the best players in the game weren't as athletic as the most athletic players, but they were footy players. Well, so, yeah. I, I don't know. Well, it just seems like there should he should have gone higher based on his capabilities. And I don't know. Maybe maybe he's got uh, an injury issue. Maybe he's got a mental issue. I have no idea. Well, he's young, too. I mean, they might just let him develop for another year or two and, yeah. and just say, oh, that could have been their um, uh, ambition with him. Or yes. maybe Andrew Jarman's his agent, and they're like, fuck that. <laughs> I don't think he's going to Uncle Andrew to get himself sorted out. No, he's going to get a new car, but that'll be about it. <laughs> um, all right, so let's have a look at their draw for 2017 then, the Crows. They're double-up games. Uh, they've got Port, Hawthorne, Essendon, Melbourne, and Geelong. Um, well, Port's always going to happen. Geelong, they're going to love it now because that's Dangerfield. Yep. Mm. Um, but the other three, uh, Melbourne, Essendon, Hawthorne, I think that's a pretty good draw for Adelaide. I do too. I think um, the way... Hawthorne's going to restructure after losing uh, Mitchell and Lewis. It's going to suit Adelaide's style in that they won't be able to adapt to Adelaide's, I guess, chaos uh, method they use sometimes. But it, it, they're very winnable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I wouldn't say Adelaide would ever take the field and think we're outclassed, except against Sydney. I think Sydney do have the edge over them. But uh, Geelong, I'd, I'd back them to at least go one and one with that. Well, they were disappointing this year against Geelong. 
uh, when Geelong came um, yeah. to, to Adelaide Oval. Uh, and that'll be one that, you know, there's always that, even though he's your mate and everything, he's still, he's yep. changed his shirts. You're going to go after him. And it was going to be the talk all the time. And that's just what mm. happens when a big big name leaves. But yeah, I thought they, they could have done better last year against Geelong. So that'll be one that they'll really line up for this week, uh, mm. this year. Yeah, we did see that whenever you give Dangerfield shit, he tends to play better. So yeah. <laughs> it's generally not a good idea. Just try and keep it low key. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when we have a look at, uh, we said last year they uh, missed out on, fi- on the final top four because of the last round against the Eagles. Well, their last four this year is Port, Essendon, Sydney, and then West Coast over there. So they've got yep. West Coast in the final round over there. But, I mean, that's a tough last four weeks because the showdown is, is always a tough game regardless. Yeah, true, yep. true. And then the week after the showdown is when they're always vulnerable and they've got Essendon. So Essendon's a team where they should beat. They're a wild card this year, though. They are a wild card this year, and it's the week after a showdown. Sydney is Sydney. Yep. Um, at least they get to host that game. But you're right, uh, Sydney um, match up well against Adelaide and seem to play well against them. Um, then, the only usually. reason I say that is I think of all Adelaide stars and then the Sydney players who are playing those same positions. Usually I, better. They, except except for the luck. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. probably Eddie Betts, but um, you know, I, I rate Tex, yeah. but he's no Buddy Franklin. But he's, oh, he, he, but he's probably one of the best full he, forwards of this era. He's a freak. Um, and then midfield as well. You got some spectacular midfielders. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But yeah, Sydney, like said, Sydney uh, do have the best midfield. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, something we've said a lot in these, um, pod, uh, in these season primers is teams are always judged by their average. And yeah. that's Adelaide's strength, I believe. Is one of their forwards. They've got three absolute dynamic forwards. Yeah. But their average is very good. Yeah, true. I think that the other reason why Sydney have the edge is coaches. Um, while I I do think um, Longmire is probably one of the better ones, and Ruse has uh, obviously set the standard there. Um, I'll go the exact opposite. I really? think Longmire is a terrible coach. Really? He is an absolute awful coach because he has no plan B. Um, yep. and, and the grand final in, in 2014 was absolutely the epitome of it. And he's been a- accused of it many times. Yeah, every coach has been accused of that, though. No, not every coach. And not, I mean, when your strength is uh, sort of that sort of list. Coach? Clarkson's never been accused yes, of it. Yes, he was by Jeff Kennett. Well, 
He didn't say he didn't have he a plan. He tried to sack him. He did. He wasn't even at the club when that happened. Yeah, he wasn't at the club. He still tried to get him sacked. Yeah. He said the anyway. Anyway. Um Yeah, I don't think Longmire's a good coach. I think Don Pike's. Uh, well, he's only been there for one year, Don Pike, um, and he's got him uh, up to fifth. I think he's done all right. But it is their strength across the ground. And I mean, that kind of, um, not redrew that team, but uh, bring them together, you know what I mean? After yeah. getting a new coach and all that shit that went down. And it showed the resilience of the team and they showed that on the field, I thought. So, I mean, I thought Don Pike was good at managing that situation and getting into where they needed to be. I thought a lot of it could be internal motivation as well. Yeah. Okay, so who's going to have a big year for the Crows then? Who are we looking for? Well, I mean, besides what I mentioned before with um, Cam Ellis Yolman getting a, a yep. better run, uh, he's definitely shown he's able to um, in SANFL, a pretty big bodied uh, play midfielder, but more push forward. Uh, so I'd like to see him possibly play on the wing, uh, making himself be able to run freely with the behind the ball. Even if he just gets a run of a half a dozen games, exactly in a row, yep. so he can yep. get some form up. I think he's in the. I think he played two games last year after. Ten or so previous year, but he still kicked four goals and showed he was capable of, of doing. You know, just, yeah. needs a little bit more time on the field because he did get caught a little bit in in um in the scrimmages. But um, I think he's one person that can be an asset to that team, just floating around behind the play, almost like a, a Johannesson or something like that. Yeah. Well, I think if Adelaide are vulnerable, it's their backline, and that's why um, young Jake Lever coming up too as an oh, intercept yeah. defender. He's doing quite well. Yeah. He's only twenty years old. Yeah. So he's got many years to you know add a bit more muscle and actually turn that role into something that he can make a career out of. Him and uh, Rory Laird make a good little uh, Very uh, much so, dynamic yep. GOA. Um, so, and on that, Rory Laird is one of the ones I, I put in. I think he was you know, talked about in All-Australian, or he might have made All-Australian last year. Um, but he might spend a bit more time in the midfield as he uh, develops um, a bit more, which would only make him more dangerous. Yeah, well, they've got lots of players that can just drop into that midfield and see how they go as well. So yeah. they're not short on options of people they can push through that team and see what sort of game plan they can come up with against certain teams. And I think they've got lots of options. But yeah, um, yeah. I think a key defender to be able to match up against people like Buddy and that is what, yeah. what they need. Yeah, they need a gorilla. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, Tali is good. Um, you know, he's he's yeah. had some big scouts. Yeah. Um, but if he's getting beaten, who's next? It, to me, Tali is more a Josh Gibson style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in that, good decision making, but he needs players around him. He, he's taller than Gibson. That yeah, helps him a, a yeah. little bit. But he's he's that style. He's not a shoulder to shoulder defender. He's an intercept defender. If you yeah. know what I mean, he'll try and read the play, which is what you want in a good defender. But uh, sometimes you need that bloke who's just going to go nah. Yeah, stand side uh, shoulder to shoulder with a, a big Tom Hawkins sort of player. I think you can get away with Michael Talia if you've got somebody else who's just yeah. like him as yeah. well. If you've got yeah. two of them, you're okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think he just needs more help. Yeah, exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, and uh, was there any other big years? Well, I mean, Rory Sloan's got to back it up. Um, yeah, he does. Again, yeah. last year, he had, the, he had a great year, but... Yep. That's got to be the standard for him going on. Yeah, and I find him and Crouch have got to um, really own that midfield yep. role, um, make it their own, you know, re re-solidify that, that midfield because that's just going to play into Texas' hands, you know. Yep. And Texas was good when he came down the field as well, but um, he's obviously better off just leading out from goal square, kicking goals, taking big marks. It seems like since he got the captaincy, he's made it his job to bring other players in because uh, oftentimes he gets criticised, saying, oh, you only kicked one or two this week. But you see how many times he's given it off and set the goal up. Yeah. It's... Yep. it's He's criminally underrated for that, but I do wonder whether that's um, taking away from what would be best for the team in that he's sometimes a bit too unselfish. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, there is a, you would like to see him kick a few more goals because, I mean, how many genuine one-position full forwards are there in the league? And there's not that many. Yeah. I think guys like um, Josh Hawkins. Kennedy, yeah. uh, Hawkins, yeah. um, there's probably a, a couple of others, but... 
they, they're kicking 80 and 60-odd goals, where Texas kicking half that amount. Yep. Now, he's kicking 60 before he did his knee. Yeah. But if you can't um, impact the scoreboard as that much, I mean, he is a stay-at-home full forward. Yep. But, uh, yeah, he does get up the ground a little bit. He's playing more centre-half these days. He's um, getting up there. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to see. I wish there was a, they could make a true centre position work because I think he'd be yeah. fantastic at it. Mm. And that's really where his home would be. But um, a lot of times you're not really having a true centre forward because you're, you're kicking over that line these days. Yeah, I mean, at the full forward line, they've got normally um, Jenkins, Cameron and Betts. And the advantage is that you know if the ball's going to ground, Betts is all over it's it. Good crumbs. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that takes a bit of the pressure off um, Jenkins and Tex as well. But, um, oh, you know, I, I would love to see Tex just, uh, well win the Coleman to be honest but uh, at least get a, a nice bag of goals where he can still hand a few off well, mate trust yourself you can you can throw it from 50 well he loves having a shot from 60 yeah, I mean yeah. back when uh, the NAB Cup used to give out free footies uh, for super goals <laughs> I think Tex owns the record well yeah I know North Broken Hill got uh, those footies and geez they didn't need to buy any somehow no. I'm still ended up out of the south though those bastards <laughs> thieving bastards uh, so who's on the outer then uh, with the Crows I mean oh. it's there's a few. Uh, Otten, Menzel, those two come to mind straight away. Menzel's still young. Like Otten, I think, has good games here and there, but consistency, maybe yeah. not. I'm looking at that maybe. Yeah, I, I thought Otten as well. but um, And that goes more um, to what we said with Michael Taylor needs more help, or Otten's the help. Yeah, but I'm still not sure that anyone's really on the outer. I think everyone's got a chance to really prove their, their part in, that, in any position that's on the ground. Obviously, the midfield need players. and There's no obvious one. Yeah, They exactly. don't have a Zach Dawson or a Jack Watts. Yeah, they've got no whipping boy. And I think mm. um, Port Adelaide's really helped that because uh, the media's <laughs> got a few. back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could have picked up John Butcher in the off-season um, <laughs> just to have just, that with yeah. Just as cannon fodder. Yeah. <laughs> just in case, well, there's a plan B and a plan C, so... You know that old joke where they say you shit in the corner so the flies stay over there? Yeah. That can be their John Butcher. He can be their shit in the corner. Shit in the corner. Um, yeah. I, I did put down Sam Jacobs, though. Because yeah. um, the ruck position this year is going to be so important with mm. the updates to the rules. Yep. He needs to be in all Australian contention, um, especially when they're playing against the sides that have a dominant ruckman or a dominant midfield. Yeah. So Sam Jacobs needs to be top three in the league at his position. And he's flirted mm. with that a few times, but right now he's probably not top six, maybe six or seven. I don't know. And I wonder, well, like, what's, what's their plan B's for that? Like, I mean, who have they got else in the ruck stocks? I don't know what their ruck stock is. I think they have young McGovern, yeah, they um, McGovern there. Who pinch hits in there. And, and Jenkins, obviously. Yeah. But so many teams are doing that, have done that previously. Like you have one solid ruckman and then a bunch of pinch hitters to, yeah. to rest him. Yeah. But with this uh, no third man up rule, having a, a solid controlled ruckman is just so much more valuable now. I believe yeah. I believe it's going to be. I mean, we'll see how it plays out, but yeah, I mean, logic says that's what it should be. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to really uh, reveal who the best ruckmen are. Uh, and it might might surprise us. Maybe Jacobs all of a sudden turns into this superstar, uh, or it might be someone else. But yeah. um, when you think about who are the most dominant ruckmen, first you, you talk about Sandlands, Mumford, Gorn, Goldstein, Nat Nui, and uh, well, yeah. Nat Nui being out. Um, Jacobs should be putting his hand up in that top five for a whole season. Yes, for yeah. the whole season. Yeah, and I I think he's got the capability to. Well, I found with the Rucks these days, you need to be a multi-position player. I think the Rucks who are just a good Ruckman in the middle or like in clearances, yeah. they get get exposed around the ground. Like even Goldstein, like he's good dropping across centre-half back, being that, that backstop. But also he knows his, least, goals. knows his capabilities. He's good for a hand pass. Yeah. He makes a good decision for a hand pass or a short kick. 
Um, you got Nick Nat who can do obviously what he does. He's a freak athlete. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean the uh, the ruckmen are like the wiki keepers in cricket. Used to be just fine to just be a ruckman, and that's all you are. Yeah, same as a wiki-keeper. But then yep. uh, Gilchrist comes along and goes, no, you've got to bat as well. And yeah. ruckmen are the same. Um, yep. These days, if you're a ruckman and that's all you do, you're probably going to struggle to keep that's a job. That's it. I mean, you, you, can, you can fill out a team being, being like that, but I find if you're going to be the key ruckman, you, there are other people in, the, in other squads that will expose you around the ground. Yeah. And I think that that's, for, especially for the top eight, that's where a key where I see uh, people going to try and expose them. And yeah. he, he moves all right. So he has yeah. the, there's the ability there for him um, yep. to become, you know, um, all Australian potential. Um, she just needs to take that next step. Yeah. Um, so where do we see Adelaide finishing then in uh, 2017? I've got them in uh, sixth spot finishing. So, I mean, we all know you can win a premiership from there. But um, <laughs> I think they'll be fighting fighting for that, you know, fifth, sixth spot. I don't think they'll make top four. I think the competition is a little bit too tight for that top four spot. But I think they'll be definitely in there fighting for the, the home final uh, for the bottom eight. Bottom so half I, the eight. I've got them in two. I think they're going to really ramp it up. Um, just because I, I think their team is young enough that they can get that little bit better. Um, uh, they can get a lot better, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot more improvement. But uh, yeah, I, I, to me, it all depends on how they play Sydney. Sydney, to me, is their bugbear team. And if they can uh, get a win across Sydney, you know, in the, the double up, yeah. uh, I, I reckon they're a red hot, flat, uh, red hot chance. Uh, yeah. They don't play Sydney until round 22, though. There's no double up there. Well, that's not too bad then. But, I think yeah, so with, they get to avoid finals, that one. Yeah, but yeah. Sydney can beat them up. That's the problem. Yeah. I think the thing with their strong midfielder and obviously you got Buddy there, they it's a really taxing game. Yeah. Mm. Um, I've got them in eighth. Uh, I don't think they're going to improve that much, but I don't think they'll drop off much either. Yeah. Um, having said that, I, I, yeah, I think eighth is the absolute lowest they'll finish. Yeah. Um, so that is a little bit pessimistic of me. Um, but I think there. you've got to count some games in there just because they've managed to own Adelaide Oval. You know what I mean? That's yeah, a real yeah, of sort of hostile place to go to as a visitor. Do you think uh, the Walsh factor will still be part of like the, the desperation and the inspiration, I suppose? I don't think so. I, th- I think it's been a year and a half and as sad as it, or, uh, as sad as it was and as harsh as it sounds to say, you have to move on. You can't just yeah. be you know, doing it for um, yeah. all mean, the time. You, you've got... At the end of the day, you've got a job to do. I've just about forgotten associating that with the Crows, you know what I mean? As a yeah. casual observer. True fans always, you know, that'll be yeah, something yeah, they'll, they'll hang on to. But yeah, like I said, you move on and, and that's the way it goes. And I think, yeah, I think that association will be stopped. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just wonder if the players, you know, when this uh, that sort of thing happens, they walk into the club every day and then he's there. And then one day, he's not. Um, how soon after that do you stop expecting to see him? I, I have no idea. But I, I dare say a lot of the, the long-time players, especially the ones closest to him, will still be having that in the back of their mind. And I just wonder whether that's going to be a help or a hinder for this season. I hope it's a help, because I think Adelaide can do quite a lot of good. All right. Um, so that will finish this up for Adelaide. We've all got them playing finals, and we've all got them finishing above Port. So that's got to be a, a, that's two wins right there. It's a win-win. Um, mm. And look, I, like I said, I've got them in eighth, but they're dangerous in finals, no matter what um, position they finish in. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after the poor showing against Sydney last year in yeah. the finals. They'll, I think if they come up against Sydney this year, it'll be a lot, di- a very different game. Yeah, one thing I think has to happen, though, at the end of the season, is if they when they do the pre-season games and they play in the regional grounds, when uh, Adelaide play GWS, they have to go to Broken Hill. They do now. Because yeah. <laughs> everyone gets to go home. Yep. <laughs> there'll be a bunch of them just going home. So, yeah, hopefully that can happen, get the jubes uh, all spruced up. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it'll split the town in half. 
Well, yeah, I mean, there'll be plenty of off-field indiscretions to be brought up by the clubs, I'm sure. Mind you, the only team you can really claim players is North Broken Hill, so <laughs> maybe the rest won't turn up. Yeah, true. All right, that'll do it. Peace. Bye. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.